0: All right, folks, this is the Yishai Fleischer Show, and we're broadcasting live from Judea. This is the war update. Israel is at war, day 10. Uh, So many people are asking so many questions, Um, questions that are about the nature of the war. How is it that it got started like this? Why was Israel so surprised? And then the other part of the question, which is, what are we going to do about it now? Uh, The world understands the horrific nature, the sadistic nature of the attacks against Israel. Uh, with almost 2,000 people murdered, uh, sadistic crimes against the Jewish people, uh, hostages, maybe 150. We haven't heard much about them. So that's uh, one part of it. And then there's a spiritual component, which is the God of Israel, uh, angry at the Jewish people. Is this a moment of of repentance? Is this a, a, more, uh, a moment of revelation? Is it a moment of redemption? Uh, is it a moment of... Uh, getting back to basics. Uh, So there's a lot of questions that are happening at the same time here. And that's the nature of war. One of the things I want to say about war is that war is um, incredibly ironic because on the one hand, it's a time of war. That's what it's called. But on the other hand, there's also such a powerful element of peace in the sense that the Jewish people are together uh, like never before. uh, And there's such a sense of unity which is not so simple because not so long ago here in Israel, we suffered from a great disunity, a great kind of uh, battle within the Israeli society, uh, a, a kind of uh, breakdown of the social fabric. And suddenly this war has been foisted upon us and there's unity that has come through it. Beautiful acts of, of a constant sense of togetherness. And I have some amazing, um, uh, amazing videos to show you about people. uh expressing that unity and that love. Uh, Here's a video that was recorded right before Shabbat and was sent out uh, through the ether and went around the WhatsApps here in Israel. Uh, And that's about the welcoming of the Shabbat. So let's see. And a lot of these videos are in English as well. So let's see these beautiful soldiers uh, talking to us about getting ready for Shabbat in the army.
1: A few minutes ago,
0: we were under a missile attack on the northern border of the state of Israel. We have one clear message. We won't let the enemy break us. We are getting stronger and we will fight until complete victory. Here, under those avocado trees, we want to wish you all of Am Israel. Here in Israel, our families in Israel, all over the world, across the sea, Shabbat Shalom, Chodesh Tov, and Am, Am Israel Chai. Shalom
2: Aleichem, Malachia, Shalom, Malachia, The man,
1: the
0: Okay, so beautiful images of uh, soldiers singing and dancing, uh, and giving you giving us a sense of the holiness of the Jewish people, of the willingness to fight. There's a lot of videos of um, Israeli soldiers saying, "Listen, we're willing to take this all the way, and just give us the green light uh, because we want to fight to eradicate not just Hamas but jihadism, which is a movement that tries to destroy Israel. We want to return to Gush Katif, and we are ready to." To sacrifice ourselves, to self-sacrifice, and what we're asking from our leaders is some vision, some clarity, and some guts, uh, and some movement forward, and and not what we've done in the past, which is a, which is kicking it down, uh, kicking the historical can down the river, uh, down the street, so that our children will have to deal uh, with this very same problem, and the extreme. Nature. The truth of the matter is, is that Jews have been attacked consistently uh, for the last 100 years by the Jihad, and certainly since 2005, uh, the disengagement from Gaza where we gave that land away to the Jihad. Uh, but this was different only in the sense that it was more visceral, but it wasn't really different. In, it was just different in, in, in size, but not in kind. Uh, and we are grasping at straws looking for leadership. Clearly, Israeli leadership failed. At uh, seeing this, preparing for this attack, but also a sense that they're not giving us a vision for uh, how do we move forward to get rid of this land of jihadism, come back to our homeland. One of the people that has been doing that throughout consistently, somebody that I've been interviewing for many years, but especially in 2005 during the years of the disengagement, is Moshe Faglin, a leading intellectual here in the land of Israel. Uh, somebody who founded a movement called Senu to fight the Oslo Accords, which is the predecessor uh, of, the, uh, of, the, uh, of the of the of um, the Gaza disengagement, uh, and has been consistently now once again coming out as a person with a vision for how to move forward. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy uh, and, and and maybe a little bit sad uh, to have you, Moshe Faglin, talking about this stuff uh, because. Uh, because looks like you and I are, are back discussing the issues that we were discussing in 2005, but from the other end of it, uh, from the end of um, of this uh, heinous attack. Moshe Feiglin, welcome to the show. Hello, Isha. Okay. No. So um, so here we are. After 2005, the disengagement. Here we are after this attack. Now a lot of people are thinking, yeah, you know, that that is right. A- and yet, Moshe, we are... Uh, feeling, I don't. I I know you are, but there's a frustration also that there's doesn't seem to be a movement forward. It doesn't seem to be that that there's a clear vision. Then we're hearing all kinds of things that Biden wants to give this place Gaza away to the Palestinian Authority to Mahmoud Abbas, all kinds of junk. Tell me how you see the situation.
3: Um, there's no situation anymore. Uh, let me let me let me start saying that. I have no doubt that the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, that we see today with it with all its strength, really what we the the, the power that we see between the the Jews, all among, uh, all all around Israel. Uh, not what we see at its leadership, but what we see in, in by 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 the people, by the people themselves is amazing, I have no doubt that the Jewish nation will come out of it at the end, it will take time uh, stronger, with a great victory, I have no doubt I, 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 I believe in Netzach Israel, I believe that the Brit that the, the historical Brit between the people of Israel and God of Israel uh, uh will never lie. I believe that God did not bring us to this land after 2,000 years of exile and kept us in in, in in Galut and brought us back just as he promised us in, in the Torah, in the Nevi'im uh, as a as a joke. We're not going back to, 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 to exile which means we're going to win this way or the other We're going to win. The people of Israel are going to win, but the state of Israel already lost, and that's the sore truth. We lost when, at the second day, the second day after this uh, Holocaust. There's no other way to describe it. It's a minor Holocaust, concentrating time and and and, and area, but it was a Holocaust. Okay, after that happened, when they holding like 150 hostages or more children, women, everything in Gaza, and there's still one brick on top of the other on the whole Gaza Strip, we lost. We lost. This time we are not in Kishinev 120 years ago, we are not in, uh, in, 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 in the Kristallnacht. Both, uh, both places were less casualties than now, than a week ago. There were 50 Jews dead in Kishinev, and we still remember Kishinev. There are a 1,000 casualties in, in the Kristallnacht. Less, less amount and less horrific than what we got now. And they did not have an air, air force and tanks and 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 technology and I don't know what iron and all this garbage things that we 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 walls technological walls that we try to build around us instead of fight our enemies let them build walls let them build fences let them protect the, protect themselves so so we are going to win but Israel already lost. Now, don't ask me how to bring together these two sentences. It seems to be contradictory, each other. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But but this is what what, what 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 I truly see. This is what this is what this is reality. And Netanyahu is selling us the Brooklyn Bridge right now when he tells us that we're going to win. It's America that runs the show now. It's America that gives gives the orders to Israel and to the IDF. There will be no no capture of of Gaza, no taking over of Gaza, and therefore there will be no real winning of of Hamas. The whole moving back and forth, the IDF army, and they will go in this way or the other. But it's not going to be anything that... Will, the last thing that Hamas cares is if you dis, if you if you kill half a million of, 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 of its own citizens. They care only from one fact: the fact that at the, the last day of the war, they will be the big winners. They'll be the heroes of the Islamic world and of the entire anti-Semitic wor- world. And I don't see after after that. How Israel eh, 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 as we know it is continue functioning. I I simply don't see. Well, what and do you I mean do, by
0: that? By that?
3: Do you do because you mean that that's their ideology? I don't I don't care who started it. I don't care who bought the Oslo on us. I don't I don't I'm not going there. What I know is that right now, right now the 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 responsibility to teach the entire humanity that jewish blood is not for sale anymore was leaning in 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 netanyahu's hand and 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 he destroyed and he destroyed it after 10 or 11 days when you're doing basically nothing or more of the same nothing you did all, all the time before before, and our children and women still in Gaza, and Gaza still exists, instead of having Dresden in, in Gaza, Hiroshima in Gaza, then you totally fail. Totally fail. And everything we see now. With taking half a million Israelis to the army, is first of all, the, the, the reason for it is first of all, inner politics in Israel. Let Israel slowly but surely cool down, cool down, and get, get used to the fact that we're going to deal with that just as we de- dealt with, 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 with uh, uh, since Oslo, with last conflicts in, in Gaza. And 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 if you hear the leaders of the military, the leader, the leaders of the Shabbat, the leaders talking, they slowly but surely getting the people of Israel used to the fact that even though we have a little holocaust over here, we we will still deal with that with the same concept of Oslo, concepts of Oslo, with the same moral of Oslo. You can't cause a humanity uh, a crisis in Gaza, right? You cannot give them water. You cannot supply them with food, these poor, poor civilians in, in Gaza. And the worst of all, you're bringing the Americans here to run the show and take away the last, bit, the last bits that that's left on your sovereignty Preparing yourself to be the next Afghanistan. There'll be no room at the last airplane. The American they are going to leave. Leave here. It's the same Americans that did not did not want to put one uh, spend one bomb on 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 Auschwitz. The same American.
0: Here, here, in, here. I, I, in, I want to make in, the point in, that there's the point there's, in, there's there's I, I, there's. There's more than there's one there's America, America there, you know, Moshe. There's more than one America. There is an America that wants to see us destroy these enemies. There, I have many friends like that, many in many organizations. There is that other America, but the America that you're talking about, uh, Biden's America, that's indeed what you're talking about, which is an America that supports. I agree. And gives money to Iran, but there is another America. There's a, there's a whole whole I, I, huge I, amount I, of people I, there. I, I I know
3: what you're talking about, and I and I agree, but the question. Which kind of America is going to be dominant lays but on us. Hmm. It's to us to decide which side of humanity those who are waiting for the Jews to lead morally the entire world or 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 or, or, the, or, or the same old Jews Judaism that proves that the Jews remain the same. Jews of, 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 of Bab you mean victim and, therefore, Jews. And, and, and therefore and therefore, they represent the biggest Chimul Hashem, and don't, and, don't, and don't deserve our protection. It's to us to decide. I will never forget how a good Jew from Chicago told me that the first time he was he was a, a woman told me from Chicago many years ago. She said, the first time, old old lady, I was able to go out in, in, in America with my mug and David was after the Six-Day War. When you Jews won the war in Israel, suddenly the Jews, the, 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 our, our neighbors, started to like me. Right. Respect. So, respect me and like me. So, so what we see now, what we see now, Reflect immediately on on the entire Jewish nation, right. So 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 start putting pressure on Netanyahu. I personally, I believe it's, it's there's no chance,
0: right. But so if, so if, so that's but, what but I wanted to ask you. But if you, if so you let's... have
3: any, uh, just one one second. But if ahead. you have if you have one a, any kind, one of your listeners can pick up ha, ha, has a connection to Netanyahu. And can, and can pick up the phone and give him what he should get. And I'll tell you exactly what, he should, what, 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 what everybody should demand right now for Netanyahu. Close the water to Gaza. Simple as that. Don't tell us about cri- humanity crisis in Gaza while our children are there. Bomb the, the, the Shifa, Shifa hospitals, hospital, right. hospitals with, a, with a bunker breakers. Yes, through the hospital, down to the headquarters of Hamas, under the hospital. Why I'm saying these two things? Because by doing these two things, you'll prove that you're still working for the Jews and not for the Americans.
0: Moshe, um, I, I, um, I, I share a lot of those sentiments. Um, I, think, I, think, I think we could really just say uh, jihadism cannot exist in this land anymore. And the end of this war should look like that there should be not only no Hamas, but no jihadist schools, no jihadist newspapers, no jihadist mosques, and uh, no jihadist uh, TV stations uh, teaching people to destroy Israel from within our land. No more no-go zones in in our land, um, and we should certainly void the Oslo Accords. We have to say it's over. That that stuff is done. We're we're no longer coddling these these this entity that teaches jihadism in our land. We can't have that anymore. But my question to you is Moshe. Okay, you've made your point about Netanyahu. You've made your point. It's not just Netanyahu. It's a whole way of thinking. Of what we call in Hebrew conceptia. A, a concept of, of how to deal with these guys, which has failed. And we've allowed them to arm themselves in Lebanon, in Gaza, in Judean and Samaria, in the mixed Arab cities, mixed Israeli Arab cities. We've allowed ourselves, we have allowed them to arm themselves under our noses. So there's a concept that has failed. I think it's pretty obvious that Netanyahu, his, his illustrious career is over after this thing. My question to you is like this. Do you think that the nation, forget the politicians, forget the leadership, do you think that the nation is going through some kind of transformation? Do you think that there's a national awakening inside? Do you think that there's going to be something that's going to not just stop whenever this conflict, as you say, run by the Americans, is is finished? Do you think that that something has been set in motion to really change Israel's attitude towards bad guys, towards its own Judaism, uh, towards... um, how it sees itself. Is this this a watershed moment or not? Um, My feeling is that
3: God is turning a page now in history, in the Jewish history, in the entire world history, but definitely in Israel history. The 75 years of secular Zionism running the state of Israel the way we knew it, uh, was, we're, were were finished in Simcha Torah. That's my feeling. I I believe that maybe even, and I'm saying it, you know, it, it sounds it will sound totally crazy. The day after this war is finished, we will have to start maybe the second republic of, of Israel hmm. because the first one is is Israel. Israel is not going to be the same as it was we should you should start we should start realize that because it appears to be the biggest defeat and the most humiliating defeat I don't see how Israel is getting up from it when, when, when Hamas will come out of it, uh, winning, and it, and that's how it looks like. That's how
0: you, it looks. You like. know, Moshe, in so, the so, in, so, in the uh, Sephardic setter,
3: so, 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 as, as funny as it sounds, it makes me optimistic. Hmm. Because, because you know, you know, I'll tell you personally. I always knew that. The things that we dream of, you know, Jewish leadership, Jewish Israel, a state that connected to its destiny and so on. Things that we dream of, dreamed of, and and, and we did everything we could to build and to try to to use all, everything that we we, we had in in politics and, and not politics, everything that we could, demonstrations in order to push ahead towards that direction. Deep inside, I always always felt that we will need changing, this, this kind of change will need a tremendous crisis to happen. And I always prayed between me and the and, and Kodosh that that crisis will be a crisis of fear, but not a real pain not something real that will happen at the end, but great fear, but not, not, and unfortunately, uh, <laughs> we got both. Uh, and, and as Churchill said, uh, this is not uh, uh, the beginning of the end, it's the end of the beginning, or something like that. So That's right. we, 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 uh, we still are at the beginning of the movie. Okay, so, so to answer your question, uh, we're we standing uh, uh, in front of painful days, but dramatic days, historical days, because as I said at the beginning, we are gonna be here. We don't have any, any other land. I I I will I will die here and not leave the other country. There's not for me. There's no more exile in the Jewish history. Okay, so and and I believe that what I'm saying now is is relevant to almost every Jew. We have no. Th- th- this is not God's plan to send us back out of our, our, our country. No. Which means that we're going to come out of that. And we're gonna come, come. We're gonna come out of it stronger than, be much stronger than before, much stronger than before. And from from this crisis, we're gonna learn. We're gonna create something much better. And we're gonna continue until until the the uh, the the uh,
0: lema. Nothing less, less than that. I
3: dream, I dream on Bet, of, of Bet Mikdash now stronger than ever before.
0: Amen. 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 Moshe, um, before I let you go, did you uh, see the video that just I just received it right before the show of this young man driving to the party, to the nature party, uh, which which saw hundreds of people murdered and uh, captives taken from there, and he's singing. Did you see this video yet? No. If you don't mind, just to, to bear with me, I just want to put it on for you, and I want you to see. This is a young man. Who was heading to the party? Uh, He was murdered there as well. Here's what he was doing on the way to the
4: party. ta barakat ay sultan <mooan> la naftavi
3: za ta mashama be kimi va tati titami mani lahlasa
4: bila al indabo
0: This young man was on the way to the party, and he's singing uh, a song of uh, the stuff that we say in the morning when we wake up. You know, that so long as the soul is within me, God, I thank you. I thank you for the soul that you've given me. And these are the things that we say just as we rise up in the morning. Uh, and this man was, this young man was singing that on the way to this party, really was singing about God and about, um, and about, and about the Jewish soul. What do you think of that?
3: Uh, it's so painful, and I, I, and I find it hard to find the words. Every Jew that is was killed because he is a Jew uh, is kadosh. No matter, no matter that if if he's if he's it's, if it's, if it's religious or not religious. You see that this guy had some background. Uh, and it, it's it's. Uh, I, I don't want to talk too much. It's, uh, it's shocking. It's uh, very painful.
0: And yet, and yet, and yet it shows that the, the Am is high inside.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, and that's what I meant before. The power that I see today by, by the young generation and, 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 and this guy shows it. And he's just an, an example is a a the strength the jewish strength strength that that I see today is stronger than any generation before the the stre- strength that I see in 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 the hilltops of Judea and Samaria strength that I see between soldiers from all left and right religious non-religious strength that I see between people that just ran into the fire to, to help others. The difference between the people and their leaders is amazing and unbelievable, unbelievable. How HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished the, the, the best people with the worst leaders. Amazing. Military leaders and political leaders. But it's a fact. And, it, and it, look, God has a plan here. What happened here cannot be explained. Just as we could not explain the, the miracles of the six days war, victory, we cannot explain the, the unbelievable defeat that we had in the, in the eight day eight-day war, I mean, Simchat Torah war. Eighth day, that's right, eighth, the eighth day. Eighth right. day war right. that we had now. In both, in both examples, we see Yad Hashem. There's no, and maybe the first thing we, that we should learn now is Israel, that Israel do not exist because of the fence or because of the IDF or because of technology because of all this kochive ve'otzen that we we felt that we can strength of like my that. arm
5: mm-hmm.
3: one second HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem looks to the other side and looks what happened one second Hashem did not look decided okay let's see what happens without me look what happened to, to, to his children we, we are we are totally in the hand, in in the hands of God, and and I pray that uh, uh, the the punishment that punishment will be enough. And if the, if if God needs to shake us from now on, it will be only by fear, but not in a, in in an action. And from now on, and from now on, we'll we'll be on a path to a redemption. I, I I pray that the Jewish sovereignty in Eretz Israel, and I don't know how it's going to exist and how it's going to change and how it's going to appear, but whatever we have here will be the kind of sovereignty and the kind of leadership that will be prepared for King David, David Melech Israel Chai the Kayam. To Mashiach to come. We'll be prepared to build Beta Mikdash. We'll be prepared, prepared to fulfill the mission of the people in, uh, of Israel in Eret Israel. Okay? To be a light to the entire nation. To, to, to spread the, the word that God is the King of the world to create a society that live according to the to the principle of, of the ten command command commandments. This is what we've created for. And if we if we're running away from our destiny, from our identity, trying to be a nation like all our nations, then God don't need us. Look, looks, He looks aside, and that's what's happened. And I, I, be, I truly believe that the process of taking us to the second page, the second phase, next next phase, will be faster than we think, and, 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 and everything that we went through these days is for that reason.
0: Moshe and I want to thank you so much for being with us and sharing those powerful words and powerful thoughts. Uh, you're one of Israel's leading intellectuals who have written a lot of books, You've been fighting for this very same cause for many years. Uh, I only hope that we can uh, broadcast together and also in great times, not just the disengagement and after the Simchat Torah war, but also in great times that you speak of. And uh, I'll ask you to yeah. come back again on the show and to continue to inform people around the world about the real mission of the Jewish people. Moshe Feiglin, thank you very much. Thank you. Alright folks, let's take a little break from the war and ask a simple question Do the Jewish people have any connection to the area known as Gaza? Is there something about Gaza that's Jewish? Has it always been Palestinian or Philistine? Uh, what is the Jewish connection to this land? Our very own intrepid Ben Bresky uh, is going to tell us a story, really the history of Jewish Gaza and the relationship of the Jewish people to this very special place
6: This is a moment in Jewish history. Gaza is located along Israel's southern Mediterranean coastline and over the years has been home to Jewish communities. I will briefly review some of the historic Jewish communities in Gaza. Today, the Zaytun district in Gaza City is known as the former Jewish quarter, A recent article in Al-Manitar News interviewed older Gaza residents who still remember when they first moved to the neighborhood, and Jewish families still came to visit the old Jewish cemetery there. In the 1960s, a court case took place with some Jewish families presenting deeds to their former Gaza properties. But the history of Jewish Gaza goes farther than that, to the days of the Bible, the Talmud, and the Maccabees. The ancient synagogue in Gaza was built in what was then called the Port of Mayuma around 508 during the Byzantine period. A large mosaic depicting King David playing the harp with an inscription in Hebrew was discovered. To protect the mosaic from the crumbling building, it was removed and is now on display in a museum. Another inscription has the names of the people who dedicated the mosaic to the synagogue, Menachem and Yeshua, sons of Yishai. The Great Mosque in Gaza was built on the site of a Byzantine church, which in turn was built on a site to a temple to the pagan god Dagon, but archaeological evidence indicates that it may have been built on the site of a synagogue. On one of the pillars in the Great Mosque, was inscribed the words Hananiah bar Yaakov in Greek and Hebrew, and above a menorah with a shofar on one side and an etrog on the other. In the Middle Ages, Rabbi Ovadia of Bartonora, the famous commentator on the Mishnah, traveled the land of Israel and several Jewish communities throughout the world from 1487 to 1490. After visiting the Jewish community of Egypt, he traveled to Gaza, which he describes as follows. Gaza is a large and beautiful city of the same size of Jerusalem, but without walls. If the account of the Jews living there is correct, I saw in Gaza the ruins of the building that Samson pulled down on the Philistines. We remained in Gaza four days. There is a rabbi now from Germany by the name of Rabbi Moses of Prague, who fled from Jerusalem. He insisted on my going to his house, and I was obliged to stay with him all the time I was in Gaza. On the Sabbath, all the wardens were invited to dine with us. Cakes of grapes and fruit were brought. We partook of several glasses before eating and were joyful. Rabbi Meshulam ben Menachem of Volterra traveled from his birthplace of Italy to visit the Land of Israel in 1481. He wrote of his visit to Gaza as follows. "Aza is called by the Muslims Gaza. It is a fine and renowned place, and its fruits are very renowned and good. Bread and good wine is to be found there, but only Jews make wine. Gaza has a circumference of four miles and no walls. It is about six miles from the sea and situated in a valley and on a hill. It has a population as numerous as the sands of the sea, and there are about 50 or 60 Jewish households, artisans. They have a small but pretty synagogue, and vineyards and fields and houses. They had already begun to make new wine. They showed us much honor, especially Rabbi Moses Bar Judah Sephardi, who stutters a little, and Rabbi Meir Sephardi, the father-in-law of Rabbi Moses of Villa Marina Real. The Jews live at the top of the hill, may God exalt them, at the top of the Judeca, the Jewish quarter. The song Yaribon is sung by Jewish communities around the world often at the Friday night Shabbat table. It was written by the chief rabbi of Gaza, Rabbi Israel Najara, and published in his 1586 work Songs of Israel. Rabbi Najara was born in Svat. He also lived in Hebron, but in 1619, an epidemic drove most of the Jewish townspeople from Hebron to Gaza for safety. In Gaza City, Rabbi Najara served as the community rabbi and teacher. He died there in 1628 and was buried in the Gaza Jewish Cemetery. His son, Rabbi Moshe Najara, succeeded him as chief rabbi. In 1835, the Egyptian ruler of the land of Israel, Ibrahim Pasha, ordered the Gaza synagogue dismantled. The Jewish community of Gaza residing in Hebron hurried to Gaza to take the synagogue's decorated doors and bring them to Hebron for safety, where they were placed in the Avraham Avinu synagogue. In the 1880s, a movement of Jews to repatriate the land of Israel was in full swing as groups like Hovevei Zion sought to recreate Jewish communities there. One of these pioneers was Kalman Zev Wysoski, the founder of the famous Wysoski Tea Company, seen in Israeli supermarkets throughout the country today. Wysoski envisioned Jewish communities in a variety of cities including Gaza, and he even wrote, Gaza will be like ponovich referring to the renowned yeshiva in Lithuania. The core group that Wissoski and his supporters sent to Gaza was the largest. By the end of 1886, there was already more than 30 families in Gaza. The community was gainfully employed and lived well. They were religiously observant. They had two kosher butchers, a rabbi who also taught in the Talmud Torah, a cemetery and a mikveh. In 1910, the first Hebrew school was established in Gaza at the suggestion of Eliezer ben Yehuda. By 1914, a bank branch was opened, a predecessor of today's Bank Lumi. When World War I broke out in 1914, the Jewish community was banished. By 1919, the community was re-established. During the riots of 1929, the Jewish community was pushed out of Gaza. There is more, the return to Gaza, Gush Katif, and current events. But that is a story for another time. This has been a moment in Jewish history. Thank you to Yishai Fleischer. Thank you to all the listeners and shalom.
0: Thank you very much, Ben Bresky, for helping us understand uh, the story of Jewish Gaza. All right, folks, uh, Yishai Fleischer here. Next up is Alex Trayman, uh, who is the Jerusalem Bureau Chief of JNS.org. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. I think we're at day 10. How are we doing?
5: We don't know everything. We know that we are uh, hitting hard from the air right now. Uh, I think that there's been uh, very, very significant damage done in the strip. uh, And that is laying the groundwork for a ground incursion that has been imminent now for several days. Uh, I think there's a lot of tension uh, that the country feels uh, waiting for the soldiers to get the go ahead to go and enter the strip. Uh, I can tell you that over the last several days, a lot of the logistics have been ironed out. Uh, there was a lot of reports from reservists that they didn't necessarily have vests, helmets, guns. All these logistics have been worked out, and and also uh, battle plans have been mapped out, and there's been intensive uh, training uh, exercises taking place along the, the Gaza border, and uh, it is believed that uh, the ground incursion will take place. It could be launched as early as tonight. It could be launched in the morning. We're not really sure, but, you know, that's that's the next phases. They definitely they're going to target Hamas's military leadership, try to remove uh, all of the uh, military capabilities and rocket launchers that they have and also to locate as many of the hostages as possible.
0: And what about the other zones of conflict? You know, I like to say that this is a six front war where we have Gaza, uh, Lebanon, and Hezbollah, Judea and Samaria, Israel, the mixed Arabs, the Arab cities and the mixed Arab cities, mixed Israeli Arab cities. That's four. Five, Iran, and six, the international community. There's, there's battles on every one of these fronts. What about, for example, the Lebanese fronts? Is that opening up or not? Are they, are they waiting for the go-ahead? Are they waiting for the Israeli troops just to make the first incursion into Gaza and then start firing those 200,000 uh, estimated uh, 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 high-tech missiles that they have at uh, Israeli
5: infrastructure? Well, there's been uh, skirmishes taking place across the border for several days already. Uh, Anti-tank fire uh, shot from Lebanon into Israel, killed uh, an Israeli yesterday. And uh, there have been drone infiltrations. A drone was uh, shot down over its spot in the early days of the conflict. Uh, There's been mortar shells uh, and firing taking place back and forth. So it's already uh, a simmering conflict uh, in Lebanon. But yes, uh, Iran and Hezbollah have threatened that if... Israel puts troops on the ground inside Gaza. That this is the red line, uh, and that they would enter the fighting. And I think that there's a very, very strong likelihood that uh, Hezbollah does enter into a serious way, and Israel will be fighting on two fronts.
0: Is Israel ready to deal with uh, with these uh, reportedly um, what are they called? The uh, missiles that are that are that are you know uh, accurate and not just not just Qassams, but like real. Uh real missiles with, uh, with, with with precision guidance.
5: Right. In uh, in the south, Hamas has tens of thousands of Qassam rockets, which are low-tech rockets. They're manufactured locally inside the Gaza Strip. They're not precision-guided. They still just stick deadly. A still de- they, still they, deadly. They can be deadly, but uh, they just get they get put on a launcher. They get shot in a general direction. And, and Israel has a lot of experience uh, shooting these things out of the sky with the Iron Dome. But the situation... Uh, from Hezbollah in Lebanon is is much different, as you mentioned. Uh, could be anywhere from 150 to 200,000 estimated uh, missiles and rockets. Uh, many of them precision guided. Many of them long range, could go over 45 kilometers. Many of them can deliver much much more serious payloads than the deadly Qassam rockets. Um, so it, it's a much much more serious threat, and it's and the uh, various defense systems that Israel has to to shoot these out of the sky, and it does, you know, from Patriot missiles to the Arrow system, uh, to the David Sling. Um, they there are supposed to be good systems, but they're not battle tested uh, the way that uh, the Iron Dome is tested. Iron Dome shoots anywhere from ninety to ninety five percent of the of the Kassam rockets out of the sky. Uh, but also, the threat is that regardless of whether or not those systems in the north can work. Uh, that when you have so many ro- rockets and missiles fired, if they're fired simultaneously, that there's no amount of missile defense that you can have uh, to fire, to shoot all of these things out of the sky. So uh, there's no doubt that if they do start a, an all out barrage, that it could create a tremendous havoc on the Israeli home front. Uh, but what I would say about it is that uh, in, in some ways, the, the IDF is, is better intelligence on uh, where the long-range missiles are located Uh, in hezbollah they they can't be just uh, launched from these uh, portable rocket launchers like the Qassam rockets they 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 need more sophisticated uh, infrastructure in order to in order to locate them and the idf has actually been tracking uh the import of these Missiles into southern Lebanon. Uh, many of them transfer from Iran through Iraq through Syria into southern Lebanon, and the IDF has significant intelligence. And so I, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of analysis that suggests that if Israel wants to succeed uh, in defending against the barrage of missiles that could be forthcoming. Uh, that the best move would be to take a preemptive strike and to start shooting first before hezbollah starts firing its rockets because even an hour uh could be a big difference in in saving israeli lives so the question is you know what will be the trigger that will will push israel into this conflict with direct conflict with hezbollah there's already been these cross-border skirmishes uh, you know so is Israel waiting for Hamas to I mean, Hezbollah to start firing long range missiles or or do they already have enough of a trigger to go in there and to make a preemptive strike?
0: Well, I, I think that what we've learned uh, n- n- is that is that waiting for your enemies to strike you and not to take out their weaponry is a dangerous gambit uh, and one that I think I think defies common sense. And I don't think that you should allow people to pull out a gun and put it to your head. And wait for them to to pull the trigger before you respond. That's just not a good idea. But we'll see what our leaders do. But but speaking of that, uh, you you set it up saying you know will Israel uh, hit first, and if they do, they'll have a strategic advantage. Uh, but it's been reported that it is the uh, Biden administration. And I want to be careful here. I don't want to use the term Americans. I don't want to use the term the Americans because we have a lot of American friends. Uh, I want to use the term the Biden administration has uh uh reportedly sent a message do not strike first against lebanon is that true uh and if so uh what, what why is that and and what is this biden visit that's i saw reportedly by channel 14 saying that it might be this wednesday uh and the also uh uh coming uh into the into our area of of two um uh of two aircraft carrier strike groups um what is that all about? Why are the Americans so involved here? And are they here to strengthen us or to weaken us? Israel, that is.
5: Well, you know, it can be interpreted one way and it can be interpreted the other way and it can be interpreted both ways at the same time. Uh, so it's it's a very complicated situation. I think you're correct. The, the Biden administration certainly doesn't want uh, Israel to open up a second front against Hezbollah, but Israel may have no choice. Uh, and if the second front opens up, Uh, into conflict. It could be more than a second front. You talked about six fronts, but there's also uh, potential for attacks from over the Syrian border uh, into the Golan Heights as well. Uh, And other of Iran's uh, various terror proxies, including even Houthis in Yemen said that they could get involved shooting missiles and the like. And so If Hezbollah does get involved, it could be more than just a two-front conflict. Uh, You also referenced the uh, impending intifada-style violence that could take place inside Judea and Samaria and Israeli population centers like Jerusalem and the other mixed cities. As such, the U.S. is uh, is bringing its forces to the region, and specifically if Israel has to go after Iran and its nuclear infrastructure, uh, having the assistance of the American uh, infrastructure here could be helpful. At the same time, uh, while they're definitely trying to prevent uh, Israel from, from launching this conflict, uh, them bringing all the forces to the region and a show of force could potentially make conflict wide scale conflict that much more likely, you know, the more America, you know, uh, like, uh, what do you call those birds? You know, like, uh, the ones with the big tails, <laughs> the, you know, the more they pump their chests and they, oh. they, you know, the, the, the more that, uh, you know, these, these rogue terror organizations and their state sponsors of terror, you know, believe that, um, Believe that uh, you know America and Israel are working together, and that it could it could force an all out to attack.
0: There's another scenario, which is that this war just kind of um, calms down.
5: Right? It's definitely That's just- a possibility. I mean, you know, you can always see the possibility. There's been so many precedents for that uh, that uh, you know Israel could just. Be pressured to stop its its attack after doing some significant damage, and and just once again kick the can down the road to the next uh, to the the next round.
0: Right, exactly. the 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 bird you're looking for is peacock, says Yaakov. That's right, with that big uh, feather. And the Devora says also peacock. Certainly not the duchefat. Okay, so people know what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah, that scares me actually more than anything, Alex. You know that's so one of the there's a lot of ironies in war. I started the show today by saying war is very there's a lot of irony because it's a war but then there's a lot of peace. There's a lot of peace between our people right now. There's a unity between uh, Jews here and Jews in the diaspora. There are our pro-Israel gentiles who love Israel. They're they're they're, they're in lockstep with us. because there's actually ironically a, a lot of peace. But what I'm afraid of is too much peace. And that's one of the ironies is that you know everybody wants to see the end of the conflict, but actually Israelis are quite afraid that if uh, there's an end to the, oh, I, we, lost, we lost Alex there. Oh, we lost Alex. Let's see if we can get him back. But Israelis are very afraid. A lot of Israelis are afraid that if we end this thing too early and don't fight to eradicate the jihad from our land, we will have really uh, missed the opportunity to do what we need to do, which is to destroy uh, the evil that's in our midst, not just an evil in the world, but it's an evil within our midst. So it looks like we, um, uh, it looks like um, uh, Alex had to jump, and that's okay. Uh, Let's see what else we have here, friends, that I wanna show you. I wanna show you some of the English speaking soldiers as they uh, give you uh, a sense of uh, what's in their heart out there uh, on the front line.
4: I was going through my personal items this morning and I found something that shocked me and gave me a real realization of why we're here. I don't know who put it in, But as I was going through, I found this, my son's toy Sefer Torah. Someone probably put it into my personal belongings right before I left on Simchat Torah on Shabbat. I look at this and I say that this is the reason that we're here. We're here in the name of Hashem to spread goodness, to spread light onto Am Yisrael and onto the whole world. And we're here for our children and our children's children and for the rest of the generations of Am Yisrael. And I want to be very clear. Am Yisrael Chai. We're here because of Hashem. Hashem gave us this land. He promised it to Abraham, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov. And we're here thousands of years later, still defending the same land. And the reason that we're here is to spread goodness. We're here in the name of good. To is this coming Shabbat, go to your shul, kiss the Torah. Come back home, give your kids a blessing and give them a big hug and a kiss and tell them everything will be okay. Am Israel is a very strong nation. We're going to go on and we're going to get stronger and we're going to defeat our enemies and together we will get through this. Am Israel Chai, have a Shabbat, Shalom, may we only hear good news. Amazing, amazing, the spirit
0: of the Jewish people. Let's keep going. There are more soldiers that want to send a signal out to you from the
2: front lines. Dear uh, brothers and sisters from uh, Toronto, of well, uh, Greenberg asked me, to, uh, asked me to post this, so here I am next to Gaza Strip. Let me first, if I, um, I may uh, calm you down and say that uh, everything will be okay. The worst is behind us. And our mission now is to move on, to look forward. Let me just say that we're about to, to witness a significant turning point. And the long timeline of our people's uh, history, but uh, how are we to make this change? How are we to to avenge the dead? How are we to restore the national pride? David the Melech answers: Lo bechayil, ve-lo bekoach. Ki im Amar Hashem Svakot. Lo Not with this metal piece. Ve-lo bekoach. Not with this metal piece. kiim im With the spirit. With the support. That we've been getting from you from Jews all around the world only then we can win the equation is very very simple as long as we as we get the full support of you the people the Tzibul, victory is sure to come not a question of if it's a question of when okay so so uh,
0: frontline soldiers again, giving you that strength of the Jewish people. And, and so, uh, you know, people always point out the distinction between this and the sadistic uh, uh, bloodlust that we saw in Hamas, the, the, the destructive nature, the creativity of Hamas, just like the creativity of the Twin Towers bombers, the, 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 f- the folks who flew in, is like, they're so creative. But creative at what? Creative at destruction. Creative destruction. That is not creativity. That it's, that's destructivity. Uh, here's Jews speaking of life uh, here's Jews giving blood at the blood bank uh, because there's a shortage right now let's see what it, what it looks like when Jews give blood at the blood bank and Israelis give blood at the blood
1: bank
3: <laughs>
0: all right so they're giving blood they're lying down and yet they're uh, they're singing now uh, lest you think that everything is uh, singing, and, and, and happiness, here's what uh, the skies over Ashkelon look like on any given day during this war. So not only are they rockets, but when they get shot down by the Iron Dome, like pieces fall out of the sky. So really a very dangerous situation. Uh, that's just one aspect of you know not to mention all the, you know the the terrorists that may still be loose in the land. Not to mention as we talked about previously to that, uh, what Alex Traman talked about, which is uh, the potential northern conflict in Judean Samaria. You know I am the spokesman for the Jewish community of Hebron. And uh, the danger that the Jewish community of Hebron faces is that there could be a giant onslaught onto the tiny community, Jewish community, which exists as a minority in, in a big Arab city. If you want to help Hebron, check out HebronFund.org. Learn about the uh, Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs, which the community defends. That's HebronFund.org. Uh, and uh, the, there's a lot of folks doing great things. Uh, one of them is uh, Unity Warriors. Uh, my friend Ben Goldstein's doing a great job at uh, providing uh, civil defense with the things that they need. So very important stuff at Unity Warriors for Israel. Uh, And there's also fightforisrael.org, helping the nascent Jewish communities stay strong in Judea and Samaria uh, and helping build and push forward at this time. Um, I also wanted to show you um, what it looks like when American Jews get into the fight. They may not be picking up guns, but they're picking up boxes because they want to be part of this war. Let's take a look what a Jewish house uh, in New York looks like.
1: Hey, guys, check this out. Avenue P. There's dozens and dozens of homes like this all around the world, maybe hundreds of homes like this. I'm Israel, all enlisted. Everybody wants to do something. So check this out. A bunch of goods coming from Amazon. Thousands of boxes. Uh, first aid kits, hydration, ropes. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Band aids. Band aids. Gauze rolls. Check this out. Is this is somebody's house. It's been like this for the last three days. White out the uh, stuff for the head, lights, gloves, kneecaps, morning caps, old we'll so, box, all Amazon stuff, we
3: might need guys to sleeping Monday
1: bags, to check this out, up. sleeping bags, uh-huh. sleeping bags, Israeli flags, these will end up triumphantly on all hands of our people. Am Israel Chai. Everybody could do something. Everybody could do something. This is gonna build the right. Uh, got heavy lifters. Got everything. You need help? That's a house
0: that's been turned into a pro-Israel get stuff to Israel factory. That's just amazing. Uh, let's read a few comments. Uh, Raymond says, more strength. And Marilyn says, May God bless each and every member of the IDF. I'm Israel Chai. And Evang Kelvin Odoma says, All Nigerians, especially Igbos in Africa, are with you, Israel. Go for victory. Hermaeus Visser says, My people, my country, I'm Israel Chai. And uh, my good friend and producer, Lou Weiss says, Yeshay, thank you for sh- showing the unity and love of the Jewish people, donating blood and supporting the IDF. I'm Israel Chai uh and uh oh, Evang also says, "I'm willing to come and help fight in the front, but Shelley says the problem is that Hamas is underground, so hopefully the IDF will find and destroy those tunnels. Let's see what else people are saying. There's so many so many comments here from all over the world. It's such a beautiful thing. Uh, Moshe Herman, uh, my 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 friend and assistant, also uh, getting the show out to the world says, "Hey Ishai, much blessings." from the crew in Idaho. And so people are really writing from all over the world uh, and wanting to be part of this uh, fight. I also want to thank, before the end of the show, I want to thank uh, Leah Fleischer, my producer on today's show, doing a great job at getting our guests lined up and making sure that we are rocking this live stream. And we do want to thank you wherever you are. And I also want to bless you right now. I really do want to bless you so much. Uh, And, you know, before I bless you, I want to show you one more video I showed it on, I think, one of the other updates I did. This is an important video. You won't hear it very well because the video's audio is not great. But basically, this is one of the Israeli generals, a fighting general, who was in the front line. And you'll see basically piled up terrorists, which he got into an altercation with him, he and his command unit, uh, and they were able to destroy them. But this is is other than the rockets. Here's a man who faced the enemy and says, this is exactly what's going to happen if another altercation like this takes place, we're here to fight and win. That is just a pile of dead terrorists uh, that this general was able to, uh, together with his team, uh, to fight back and destroy. And that's very, very powerful stuff. And that's what we have to do. And it's not because... We want to kill. It's because it says, as we say uh, on Friday night, we say, o Hashem, si nurah. Lovers of God, you must hate evil. You must destroy that jihadism. You must also, and I think Moshe Feiglin said it very well, you must also be a light unto the nations. My wife made this point to me. Malka made this point to me uh, the other day, which is, um, everybody's looking to us to get rid of evil in this world and to not allow evil to thrive. That's one of the jobs of the Jewish people. Not to just be ghetto y and survive behind walls, but to actually destroy evil in this world and let God's light flourish. I wanna thank all of you folks uh, for being out there. Uh, bless FPV says, love and support from a Jew in the UK. Um, and I've got, uh, look at this, uh, McOtis, Quenda Quen Myers says, I'm from Liberia and 100% support of Israel. May God save Israel. People all over the world are saying uh, that they are part of this great story. Uh, except for Kweku, Kweku Tanko, who says, I'm from Ghana and I support Hamas. Too bad for you, man. You're on the side of, the, of evil, of, of, of Nazism, of, of, uh, of cruel uh, destruction of life, uh, of creativity for the, for the sake of destruction, of, of bloodlust. And that is not what Israel's is about. And that is not what um what God is about. And there's more people that hate Israel. There's this guy, Sean Cook, who says, you all Nazi Jews is fake satanic reptilians. Okay. Yeah, there's uh there's these guys, right? There's don't worry, today or tomorrow we will not leave these terrorist Israeli Zionists. They will hide under their trees. Whatever. There's all kinds of bad guys out here. And you know, some people don't like it that I show that, but the only reason I show that is to show you. That there's evil out there, and we're going to have to triumph over evil. That evil exists even on my Facebook page and on my live stream. Uh, That's okay, uh, because I like it when they show themselves. I like it when they show themselves. I like it when they reveal themselves, just like the Amalekites revealed themselves in the Purim story when they came out against the Jews, but the Jews were able to destroy the Amalekites and push back on them. The best thing is when Amalekites identify themselves, and that's exactly what we have to do. We've got to push back and destroy uh, this evil force, this force of darkness, uh, and instead go with people like Philip, who says, I'm from South Sudan. I'm supporting Israel. Thank you, Philip. And so many people uh, that are are here with me, uh, I think that the world wants to stand against evil and against darkness. I want to bless you guys from the land of Israel. Past this conflict, it's going to be a time of great light. That's right. We're in the process of ushering in the light. I like that. Ushering in the light. You like that? I'm going to look up to see if that phrase has ever been used before. Ushering in the light. That's right. That's exactly what we're going to do. And Bizrat Hashem. La- last comment. Israel is the chosen people of God. God gave them the land of Canaan. What the Creator gives, no one can take away. Israel has been bullied for too long by the Arabs. Israel suffered too long. Let's end this. If it means World War III, so be it. God is with us. Uh, a humanitarian cry is a lame excuse. Why attack in the first place? and New Guinea is with you. All right, Charles, thanks so much. Thank you, folks, for being out there. God bless you wherever you are. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected. Thanks again to Leah and, uh, for, for helping me put out the show. And thank you to the people of Israel, the soldiers of Israel, who we pray for their safety. Let's pray for them with strength and say, God, give them strength and give them safety to destroy the enemies and come back home to their families and keep building. Uh, and thank you to God Almighty for the opportunity. To be in your land, in the ups and in the downs, in the good times and the bad times were part of your story. Hashem, please let us be part of your great story. Stand tall, stand tall, stand strong. Be connected wherever you are. Lots of love and lots of blessings from the good land and shalom.